Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you because your word is true. Your word is anointed. Your word is powerful. Your word is here to edify us and we know we will not leave this place the same way as we came in Jesus' name. Say a big amen. amen. All right, let's read the scripture and we'll take our seats. Second Samuel chapter 21 verse 20 to 22. And there was yet a battle in Gath, where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers, and on every foot six toes, four and twenty-four in number, and he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. Praise the Lord. We are considering activation of boldness, part six. Activation of boldness, part six. Please take your seat. Why do a Christian need to walk in boldness? Is it necessary for the child of God who has the Holy Spirit living in him, leading him, and directing him? Is it necessary for that child of God to walk in boldness? Is it important that when the spirit is with you, you walk in boldness? Some people believe that because the spirit is with you, the spirit will protect you and uh, you don't need any other thing. But boldness is a wisdom of the spirit. Boldness is actually... The Spirit of God living in you, manifesting himself through you to exhibit one of the greatest attributes of God. I'm sure that possibly there are people here who have even criticized the fact that why should a man of God use a bodyguard? Be truthful this morning. No lies, no hypocrisy. That a man of God doesn't need a bodyguard. That why are you using a bodyguard when God himself is your protection? I'm sure we have all asked such a question before. Because in the genuineness of our faith, which I call virgin mentality, it looks like When you are a child of God, 
and you are walking in purity and you are in the will of God, God himself will physically come and protect you from any harm that comes your way. Well, I want to suggest to you that lions have devoured men of God before. Hit men have killed men of God before. Snipers have shot men of God before. Mentally derailed people have entered into a church in Christchurch, Switzerland, no, um, New Zealand, and fired through the congregant, worshiping God. Oh, yeah, dear, yeah. No more, my dear, yeah. When you live in a country like Ghana, where we don't see a lot of radicalism, a lot of all these dangerous elements happening in other areas or other parts of the world, there is a tendency for you to have that virgin mentality that it is even carnality for a man of God to use bodyguard. I have been in programs where I have almost been lynched by the crowd, not because they hated me, but because they saw an anointing on me that made them think maybe I'm not a human. So everyone wants to get a portion. And when everyone is trying to get a portion of this, this one is a big cake now. It used to be half cake. <laughs> With that heat, the icing on the cake starts melting and the cake itself will break. So it took strong protocol. To, to, to take us through. Hey. So, having the Holy Spirit also requires that you activate the wisdom of that same Spirit in your life for your earthly preservation and success. I don't know if somebody is here at all this morning. Yeah. So I'm just saying that there are perspectives, but truth is truth. And sometimes when you are in a particular contest, you don't see the bigger truth. But this morning I'm praying that God will open our eyes. Why is it important that a Christian walks in boldness? Point number seven for this service. I've already done six benefits. Boldness elects giant killers. Boldness elects giant killers. Second Samuel 21, 20 to 22, the scripture we read made us understand that there was a battle in God and there was a man of great stature, six fingers on both hands, six toes on both foot. So 24 in all. How many are your fingers? That if you were to do a natural um, arm wrestle with such a person, he already has a natural advantage over you. Six fingers, six toes, tall. And the Bible says that he was also born to a giant. 
He belonged to a family of giants. Then this guy called and when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, the brother of David, slew him. Oh, I'm feeling it in both. Ah! That is, this guy came forth, born out of the family of giant, and came to defy Israel, insulted, blasphemed, attacked, invaded Israel, and men became like boys until one bold guy called Jonathan stood up and confronted this giant with six fingers and killed him without looking at his gray stature. He was just moved by a spirit of boldness. And Jonathan was as Israelite as every other man in Israel. But the difference between the one who was selected to kill the giant and those who cowered when the giant defied was boldness. What was it? Boldness. So look at two things here. Very clearly, beautiful. In the verse number 22, the Bible makes us understand that these four were born to giant in God. And they all fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. So, there were the family of giant and there were the family of giant killers. And the family of the giant killers were moved not by stature, were moved by boldness. There's no way that the Bible has spoken about the stature of David like that of even King Saul. David is a petit garçon, a midget. He's a small guy like Samson. But there is something that was a spirit inside the guy. Same as Jonathan. Giant killers don't use macho. There is a spirit in them that makes them rise up to confront whatever is a giant. And it is that boldness in them that select, elect, appoint, and, and put them forth to be giant killers. Let me submit to you this morning that I, I was listening to BK was just telling me about a film she watched. And uh, I don't know whether it's a lady or it's a guy who proposed to one lady like that. And then went to the lady's house and saw how flamboyant and rich the family was. The guy just disqualified himself. The next day he said, I can't marry you. He said, your family is too rich. I can't marry you. Oh boy, give me such a wife. That's a prayer of one brother here. Yeah, because it takes boldness to marry somebody like that. May the women in this house, may you attend to that status. Yes. There are brothers who have not married because the rich background of the sister is a giant to them. (laughs) You can't take the business to a certain level until you have this thing called boldness. Yeah, because some of the people you are going to compete with in the market, they are giant in the industry. 
and and they they look at you you just just this newcomer without any background what what's your even credential where have you been who do you know who brought you here what have you done before where have you done something before and you are they will be asking you like they ask jesus do, don't we know this guy his parents are here his sisters are here. they'll be digging your bag and there is nothing there but when there is nothing in your background just maintain one thing boldness Every giant will come down when you carry boldness. Sometimes it's not your certificate that selects you. It's your boldness that will select you. It will let you. <laughs> if you are lady, you need to be bold. The size of your body doesn't matter. It's the fight inside you that matters. You need to be bold. Tell somebody, you got to be bold. Praise the Lord. It will select you for a giant killer. You need to be bold. The Lord told Jeremiah, he said, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid. Just be bold. To do ministry, you need to be bold. People don't respect pastors, but I carry my own boldness. I don't need bold for you. You know where I'm coming from. I woke up on your bed. I carry bold. I carry. There is something inside me. When I pray in tongues, Kulasa Kapara Notoko Lakaya. There is no way I cannot enter. Free entry, free exit. You normally don't hear me saying, God said, God said, God said. You normally don't hear me. Say, I will be telling you myself. Because I'm bold in my God. I'm telling you as me telling you. If you like, take it like a man is telling you. The thing will happen live and colored. And you, it will be clear in your eyes. That there is something inside. Moving us to do what we are doing. Somebody say boldness here. Hey. So when you have boldness. It selects you to be a giant killer. That's why Jonathan, the son of Shimei, you know, they brought that son of Shimei there because there's also Jonathan, the son of Saul, which is the king. He's, he did not kill the giant because he's a royal. He just killed her because he's a follow, follow guy who had caught the spirit. Oh my God, I'm feeling it of killing giant by being bold. David killed Goliath. He saw it. He says, I'm following this man. And that's one of the keys. I'm going to. You have to decide who you follow. Because if you follow some kind of. They are giant killers family. And some people to run away from giant. So in ministry. And in industry. Anytime you want to kill a major problem. Attend to a greater height. You need boldness. Sometimes some people ask me, Pastor, what is your secret? My secret is everything. Everything. Bible sense, street sense, home sense, book sense. Everything. Because you are a human being. You have to be a cocktail of everything God has given you. Are you following here at all? Strong. But it's like you know, you don't even know what you are. And that's why you just see something. People were crying when Goliath showed up. David showed up. He said, Kai, there's, there's money on the head of this guy. 
When you are bold, you see differently. And you act differently. There are ideas it would take only boldness for you to execute. Yes. There are some decisions. They are giant. Your great-grandmother couldn't make it. Your grandmother failed to make it. Then it came to your mother. She was just playing around it, managing it left, right. By the time we knew she had expired. Now it's your turn. What are you doing? There are some things you don't manage. You just walk through them by boldness. This guy, this guy didn't even see the six fingers. All he saw was that this guy is a target. And as many people, giant will scare them by their look. And they will be asking yourself, how can I surmount this kind of giant? This guy who was a giant killer by boldness, he said, this giant is too big for me to miss. Too big. The target is too big. I can't miss. For other people, he's too big. I can't fight. But I see boldness rising up in some people here. As we enter the month of September, may you rise in boldness. Shout a louder, amen. Your life will amount to nothing as a child of God if you don't walk in boldness. Be bold. Be bold. If you are singing, Sing with boldness. Some people have a bochi voice, but because they sing with boldness, the song is nice. Yes. I had an economics teacher. He said, every time when he's teaching, he'll be doing illustration. When I was in secondary school, he'll be just cracking tolly here and there. I said, I'm going to try my examiner and crown who said, Watch it. Oh, this what for what coming in a timan in your face? Timan in your face, no one's a wetting and cowbedding. A friend, Cocasticola. Hey, so, so do, do it with your heart. Be bold. I'm going to marry you. That kind of boldness will make somebody go and will not sleep for three days. This guy is like, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, when you are bored, people feel you know what you are doing. You are not tentative. It's not prospective. You are not in a state of dilemma. You are not doing wishy-washy. It's like, I don't know. You are, you are not swinging like a pendulum. You are definite. You are precise, concise, target hitter. I'm going to marry you. You just watch it. I'm marrying you. Somebody say, I receive boldness. boldness. Be bold. Be bold. At least you have known that a man with six fingers crampo can fall. That it doesn't matter how complicated the nature of the giant before you is. Giants are still fallable. Because they are fallible. All fallible men are fallible. There is no problem without a solution. And sometimes all you need to crack that puzzle is what? Boldness. Be resolute in your stance. Make that decision. I give you another point. I don't know if it's possible to give that point. 
Is it possible? Well, today we are dealing with keys. So. <laughs> what a blessing. Praise the Lord. So, number seven, number eight, boldness puts the anointing for conquest on useless tools of our endowments. Boldness, if you like, releases the anointing for conquest on useless instruments given to us. Tools, useless tools of endowments. Look at First Chronicles chapter 11, verse 22 and 23. Beautiful scripture. Marasu kalete le mahanda. It's a Beniah, one of my favorite characters in the Bible. The son of Jehovah. The son of a valiant man of Kabzeel. Who had done many acts. He slew two lion-like men of Moab. What kind of men? He slew two of them, not one. Two lion-like men of Moab. Also, he went down and slew a lion in a pit in a snowy day. No, I like this guy. Oh. Too, too bold. And the next verse says that, and he slew an Egyptian. <laughs> a man of great stature. Five cubits high. And in the, in the Egyptian's hand was a spear like a weaver's beam. And he went down to him. With a staff, a stick. And plugged the spear out of the hand of the Egyptians. And slew him with his own spear. I love this guy. I love Beniah. That's why I love him. When you have boldness, it releases an anointing for conquest. An anointing to be victorious, to win. On useless tools that we have been endowed with. That is to say that every human being here has an endowment. Some of them are inherent. Some of them are acquired. True of us? Some of the inherent endowments are your gifts and talents. Some of you, you have a chippy, chippy, chippy mouth. It's an endowment. It can either be used for gossip or journalism. But it's an endowment. Ability to talk, communicate. Ability to something. And most of the time, our inherent endowment, we don't even place any monetary value to it. We just do it for play. It's my hobby. Yeah, I know how to play, but Messi is collecting the money. And your own is just play, playing in feature and feature. Then sometimes you are also you also acquire certain endowments and you acquire tools. So you see that somebody is working as an accountant, he's not using the top-notch um, software, but he's producing results. That the chartered accountant is struggling to produce. Because one is carrying an anointing that makes the useless software he's using 
still give him good result. I'm saying something now. I'm just saying something. Sometimes we, we have the opportunity to go and fix some media stuff for some ministries. And when we get there, when they are watching us, they feel like we've got the ultra-modern state-of-the-art technology and gadgets. That is why what our media is what it is. So that attracts them to ask us to help. And we gladly do so, but in most cases, when we go there, we realize that what they have, no, we don't have 25% of it. Like some of you women now, the kind of money you used to go to get and the kind of things you buy and bring home, too much from small money. Then you have some woman too who doesn't, oh, what are we even saying? Hey, let me close. You will just divide your salary into 50% and it will not even, it will not suffice for the month. I'm saying that <laughs> boldness will release an anointing. Colossa parata. This guy killed, watch this. He killed a lion in a snowy day. He jumped into the pit of the lion. To jump into the pit of a lion, it takes a lion heart. A lion's heart is what made him to see the real lion. He said, the lion inside me is more than you, the lion. So I'm not allowing you to bring the battle to me. I am coming there. <laughs> I'm feeling it already. And it takes boldness to make incursions. Into enemy territory, take whatever is a threat there and walk as a free man. When he killed a lion and he met two lion like men of Moab, he said, Oh, you know, it is your faces that are looking like you are lion, but I have met the lion itself. So when I see a photocopy, when I see something that has the semblance of a lion, I'm not scared. <laughs> because I've already met the original deal. And I dealt with it. So you, who's, you have bleached and your face is looking like a brony, but you are not. Sorry. I'm feeling it Zabra, <laughs> Receive that boldness right now. The Bible doesn't tell us that the two lion-like men were together. We don't know whether they were separate events. But the Bible records that he killed two people who looked like that. And they came from Moab. Hey! What does it take to do that? Boldness. And I like it how he jumped into the pit. Are you here now? Then look at the verse 22. Something very nice is there. 20. Is it 20? Yeah, yeah. Go to the next verse. And he saw an Egyptian, a man of grace. Look at the height. Five cubits high. And the Egyptians, in the Egyptian's hand was a weaver's beam. It was a spear like a weaver's beam. 
And he went, in fact, the media just Google and look for a weaver's beam, a picture of it and see if we can see it somewhere along the line. And he went down to him, Matukala Sakatayata. He saw this great man and he went down to him with a staff. Somebody is great, tall, big giant, holding a spear, possibly as big as you coming to fight him. And this Benaya is holding a stick. Then he refused to see the spear. He refused to see the great stature of the opponent. And with his useless stick, because of boldness, something came upon the stick. I'm telling you, that's I'm telling you that it is boldness that will release an extraordinary anointing on useless tools. What is in your hand is not the reason why you are failing. <laughs> One of the reasons why you are failing is because something is not in your heart. And what is absent in your heart is boldness. So an anointing is not coming on that useless tool. That's why your education is not working. Hey. That's why the ministry is not working. Because, yeah, with us beam, I've seen some crampo. Hey, project it for me if you find it. Nice pa. Tall like that. He can, he, can with it, he can social distance and kill you. So when you are bold, you see that that Uber you are driving is a useless tool. But anointing will come upon it. That small business might be a useless tool in your hand. It, it is not the tool that is the issue. It is the anointing on the person carrying the tool that makes it useful. I'm feeling it in book. That's why a, a staff took a weaver's beam, a spear. He used the staff. Eh? See, you, you. He just, like, don't know like that. He just said, come on, bring it here. He took it from the hand of the giant and used the spear to kill the giant. How? Wood killed metal because of boldness. Who said it is not possible wherever you are with whatever you are doing? It's a lie. <laughs> if you have boldness, an anointing will come upon you. You can be a giant holding a spear and there is nothing in your heart. And a man with a staff with boldness in their heart will use the useful tool in your hand to defeat you. Tell somebody, it takes boldness for the anointing to fall. Some of you will never be able to win a soul because you are not bold. Never be able to build yourself because you are not bold. You will never be able to pastor a branch because you are not bold. You, because we are not bold. 
with your giant name, with your shiny spear, you'll be described. You know, people are interested in describing the features, the characteristics, the endowment of their opponent, and sometimes of their environment. There are things, things are hard here, and all of that. It's not whether the people there, what they have, what you don't have, it is what you have in your heart. Let us put you in the desert if you have boldness. Any useless thing there. Kanama lakuta labaya. Shodaba lakatayada. May you receive boldness. That's what we be bold. Catch it. Catch it. That's what Catch boldness. They said the lady is beautiful. And your guy is talking to the lady. All of a sudden you are insecure. But when you look at the skin of the lady and the nails and the education of the lady, you feel like you are a grasshopper. You just melt. Hey. Not all beautiful things we know. <laughs> I'm feeling it, pa. Kalazo brakia. No matter who you are, what you are, if there is boldness in you, forget about what anybody is carrying. Forget about the aspire. Trust in God, <laughs> who has put this thing in you to release an anointing upon your useless endowment tools. To bring you victory. When you stand in boldness. Something gets activated in the heavens. It's like heaven likes bold people. They move in Kai, Mashuta. That's why God likes to describe himself as the great and mighty one. That's God doesn't like weak things. Better, better things. Meltable things. Nothing like. I'm feeling it for you. I see great things happening in your life. Come on now. I say, I see you achieving great things in the name of Jesus. If that amen is louder, may those useless tools in your hand receive an anointing for success. Your ministry will grow. Your ministry will blossom. You will win souls for the kingdom. Wherever you go, you will stand out. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder amen. Please take your seat. Let's deal with some few keys, right? How do you walk in boldness? What does it take to walk in boldness? Keys to walking in boldness. Number one. Discovery of your identity in Christ will make you walk in boldness. Anyone who must walk in boldness must discover who they are in Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12. Very quickly. Ephesians 3 12. Marasolaya. Let's read together. One go. In whom we have boldness... And access with confidence by the faith of, of him. 
Where is our boldness? In whom? Was making reference to Jesus. He said, in whom we have boldness. That is, your boldness cannot function properly outside Christ. If you are a child of God. It is the discovery of who you are in Christ. Your identity in Christ. Your consciousness of who you are. As a born again believer. That makes you operate in boldness. Knowing that I live and move and have my being in Christ. I am unhettable if there is a word like that. I am unharmable if there is a word like that. I am indestructible. I cannot be put to shame. Nothing can defeat me or destroy me. That consciousness and knowledge of your righteousness in Christ makes you bold in whom we have boldness. That is to say that there is a way that natural boldness is limited. And the door for perpetual eternal boldness is open to people who know they are God. I feel it. So you see people timid when they come into Christ and they see what God has put on the table for them. All of a sudden. They are confident. Look at the scripture. <laughs> Lazuka Paraza. In whom we have boldness. And that boldness gives you access with confidence. By faith of him. That boldness in Christ opens the door for you to walk in confidence. By faith. People are not able to decode you. They are not able to explain why you are what you are and you do the things you do. So when you are a child of God, who knows more of the devil than you know of yourself in Christ, it makes you weak. I know you know hear what I just said by the spirit of the Lord. Some of you have decided to know more of the devil than to know more of yourself in Christ. Or who or what Christ has made you. You are the head and not the tail. You are indestructible by the element of this, of this world. First John, it says that as he is in heaven, so are you here on it. Ye are gods. You are victorious. You always triumph in him because he makes you triumph. You are more than a conqueror. When you know all these things, it has a way of consciously building confidence and faith in you to walk in boldness. You go to work and they sack you. As you step out of the door, knowing who you are in Christ, that the child of God, eh, his path shined brighter and brighter. Something will just jump up in you that one door shuts, God opens another door. And what God does in the latter space is always glorious, more glorious than the former. Are you here at all? It causes the boldness to rise in you. That's why you see that people who are always into deliverance, learning about the devil, how the cockroach, the devil can use the cockroach, the water, and all of that, they don't sleep. 
Learn about how light shines in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. We are not under attack. We are the ones attacking. Light dispels darkness. So don't, don't make yourself the victim. You are the victor. You are not the pursued. You are the pursuer. But when you don't know, I'm telling you, that is how princes can walk barefooted and slaves will be riding horses because the princes don't know who they are. May, you, may your eyes be open today. I have never been afraid of anybody's threat in my life before. Whether you're a politician, whether you're a juju man. Ha, for real. What? Bible says, what can man do to you? What in Hebrews? Kanua <laughs> Salata. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say, I'm a child of God. All things are working together for my good. And therefore, I walk in boldness. Say, I'm bold. I'm blessed. I can't hear you. Say, I'm bold. I'm blessed. Watch the scripture. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. I just quoted it to you, but watch it. Watch it. He said, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So, the boldness to enter is by the what? Blood of Jesus. So, it takes your redemption to walk in boldness. And that redemption comes through the efficacious work of the blood of Jesus. So when you become born again, the blood is speaking for you. It's working for you. That's how you're able to enter boldly. Anybody the blood is not working for, is not speaking for, lacks the boldness to enter. That's what the Bible says. Come boldly. Enter boldly. Come boldly to the holiest because of the blood. If you, I mean, and he's just giving us a picture of how the Old Testament priests used to enter the holies of holies. That you had to enter with the pure blood of the sacrificial lamb into the holiest place. Going there with that empty hand is equal to death. That's to say that when you are born again, you are already a representation of the blood. And so, you can boldly enter any realm, anywhere, knowing that your redemptive nature preserves you and gives you the right to enter. And when you have the proper certification to enter a place they have written staff only, when you are entering there, you don't look back. But when you are a thief... When you are not properly certified, you'll be looking everywhere. Who is coming to catch me? Somebody is coming to arrest me. I, I don't know if God is talking to somebody this morning. That is why you see that sometimes you are high, other times you are low. Because you don't know who you are in Christ. And possibly you are not even born again. And boldness is not a mental wiring, no. The teaching of the word will transform your mind to walk in the boldness Christ wants you to walk in. But boldness itself is not a mental psyching of yourself. That's why people psych themselves and they still break down. <laughs> because I have not given you the spirit of fear. 
it boldness is a spirit. Oh my God. <laughs> so when you have it by being born again, then I'm preaching like this. That spirit is like I'm watering it. It's like I'm fertilizing it. It's like the word is manuring it. And it will be building up in you. Because it's a spirit. The spirit will be, you will be yielding to the spirit and the spirit will be moving you. Look, may God open your eyes. <laughs> Say, I'm a child of God. <laughs> Say, I'm a Christian. Say, cancer will not kill me. Say, that sickness they pronounced over my life from the lab, from the lab test, it can never kill me because I'm a child of God. Say, I am bold. It's powerful. It's powerful. Key number two. Second Samuel 23, verse 9 to 12. Second Samuel. Key number two is supernatural strength. Supernatural strength is what guarantees boldness. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo the Ahohite. Yeah. One of the three mighty men with David. Watch it. Mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle and the men of Israel were gone away. Check it out. Very powerful. He arose, Eliezer. Philistines arose against them. But the Israelites ran away and he arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary. And his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people who ran, they returned after him only to spoil. To collect the goodies. Eliezer. Say Eliezer. <laughs> what is his credential? One of the mighty men of David. Supernatural strength. Boldness is a function of your quantum of spiritual strength. When your spiritual strength is low, your boldness can never be high. It takes a high spiritual strength to operate in a high level of boldness. The Philistines are coming. Everybody ran away. He stood. He said, you know you are a bunch of people coming. I'm alone, but I got strength. He appraised himself and saw that what was inside him spiritually by strength was more than what the crowds were coming with. Mighty man. And when he stood and started killing them, he killed them until the, the sword clave. It was, the hand was just killing like an automated machine. One man. It's not everybody who has in him to run away. It's not everybody who has in them to retreat when they are supposed to be standing. 
When you have supernatural strength, dreams don't make you run. Yes, now. You want to do a business, then you see somebody there with a spiritual capability. And all of a sudden, you just decide that, oh, I need to redraw. For where? For where? Your measure of supernatural strength determines your boldness in decision making, in the steps you take. This guy killed them all the runaways. They just came to collect the booty. They were just collectors. Then look at it again. Next verse. I'm just showing you Eliezer. And after him, somebody say after him. <laughs> all these people who qualify to be mighty men of David. They had a particular spirit. Mighty man. And after him was Shama. Please name your boy Shama. After him was Shama, the son of Agi, the Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop. Where was a piece of ground full of lintels like wheat. And the people fled from the Philistines. You see, they, the crowds have their way of running away. All the time when things confront them. Even on the harvest field. And the enemy likes to do battle where your harvest is. Where your promotion is. Where your business. Are you following this thing at all? Where your marriage is. Where your breakthrough is. Where your helpers are. Enemy likes to do battle where your lentils are. They run away from the harvest field. They say, we have given it to you. Enemy, take it. He said, Shama said, no, be me. The guy, dead ground. Let's read it again. <laughs> I'm feeling it already. Next verse, next verse. <laughs> but he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistine and the Lord wrought a great victory. I'm telling you, some of you, your harvest field is your marital home. People enter there and scatter you to run. You need to have supernatural strength to be able to stand to defend your field. Defend your family. Defend your ministry. Are you here at all? Defend your business, your career, your space. You need supernatural strength. To give you the boldness. A troop is coming but I've got supernatural strength. And that makes me bold to stand. Everybody can run. And that's why, you see, one with God is a majority when you carry supernatural strength. It gives you boldness to say that I don't need anybody. Nobody can kill me. I'm unkillable. Everybody can come. You stood. That's what I'm going to stand to defend. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say, I'm going to stand and I'm going to defend. Say, I receive supernatural strength. Come on now. Come on and put your hand on your head. Say, I receive supernatural strength to walk in boldness to defend my field of my ministry, my field of my family, my field of my business. Say, I defend by supernatural strength my field of finances in the name of Jesus. Shama. Oh, Mumpire. You come fast. You don't pray. 
You don't do your quiet time. That's why when anything shows up, you start running to the pastor, running to wherever you run to. You are looking for oil, be and soap, be and some spiritual bath, be because as for you, no, all you have are your heels to run. But there is nothing in your end. Oh my God, I feel like preaching in Paul. No supernatural strength anywhere to tell that devil that that devil you are a bastard. You can't take my marriage. You can't take my land. You kill this one, you can't kill again. I am here defending my field because I got the power. They don't know their God. They shall wash strong. And they shall do exploit. Ask somebody, where is your power? Where is your power? Lack of power makes you malleable. Penetrable. Ah, meltable. Backable. <laughs> You are retrogressively backward because you lack strength in the spirit. Please take your seat. Is there another verse to read? Check it out. Watch this guy too. And three of the 30 chiefs went down and came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Adullam. And the troop of the Philistine pitched in the valley of Rephim. I'm feeling it all. Hey. And David was then in the hold. And the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. So David was in a hold, in a cave. And three of the mighty men went to visit him. And when they went, the Philistines, they were going to fight the garrison of Philistines. The troops, they were in Bethlehem. David was in a hood. Just And as he was in the cave, he said, and David longed and said, oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. The kind of water David wanted to drink was the water in the place that the Philistine garrison had tabernacled. The, the military had gathered there in Domifase. And David, they say, the kind of water I long to drink, no? is in that place. He didn't send them all. Watch what the Bible said. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines. He didn't send them. He was just saying, ah, one day I wish I would drive Range Rover. Do you understand? <laughs> it was just a wish. Ah, me don't show here. Why? He didn't send them. When they heard it, Kai and Hoka can't be hot. The three, what kind of men were they? I can't hear you. What kind of men? The reason why you can't move. The reason why even when you are instructed and commanded audibly clear, you still 
remain in the state of inertia is because you lack the might. But people who have the spiritual energy, even the whimsical, caprisical wish of a man will make them move. That's a, it was not calculated. It was just thrown out there. They didn't say anything to the king. They just they say, <laughs> Bible said they broke through. Come on, somebody say, I'm breaking through. Yakuta, that's the reason why you are locked behind troops and doors and gates is because you lack the spiritual might. I put your hand on your tummy. Say, Holy Ghost, from today, let the wells of power charge up inside me. I can preach this message for 10 hours. 10. It's time for you to marry. But things are opposing you because you lack the strength. And so it has affected your boldness. You can't break through the market. Look at what happened though. They broke through the garrison. The host of the Philistines. And drew water out of the well of, the, of Bethlehem. That was by the gate. And took it. And brought it to David. Nevertheless, he will not drink thereof, but poured it out onto the ground. Why? Because he said that you people, you use your life. You risk your life. And he said, be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he will not drink it. These things did these three mighty men. When you have a wish that you cannot acquire, Nigeria English. You just know when we say acquire, you, you don't understand. It's like we are calling aqua. But when you have wishes, expectations that never become manifestations, check the spiritual strength around. Some of us are pregnant with ideas that can never see manifestation because the strength is small. But when he had mighty men around, they just jump in there. Have you been in that situation where you thought about something and then the answer just popped up like that? Power is working behind the scenes. And I'm praying for that level for you in the name of Jesus. That you'll be working in that level of high intense anointing power in the supernatural realm. That you will not just be a lady, you will not just be a guy, but you will be a man of supernatural strength. And that will make you walk in boldness. I pray for blessings for you. I pray that your life will never be the same again. I pray that from today, may you become another man in Jesus' name. May you receive the grace to become something. Please rise to your feet. Lift up your hand. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Come on, raise your hand. Begin to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for his word. Thank him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Maloketele bahaza. Shola gragaza. Preregredezo. Rekorasola paraya. Adeli malando zota. Katala barasutelekeleze. Rendo soli paraya. Thank you, Father. 
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.